Yo, guys, what's up? Former UFC fighter Elliot Marshall here. If you want to level up in life, if you want to learn how to be more skillful, you got to jump on and listen to my homie, Angelo Lilac's podcast, The People's Coach. You're thinking ah, it's too late for change. You're already established and life is good but it's definitely not great. Welcome to The People's Coach, your guide to living with more purpose and fulfillment. This is how life optimization should be. Brought to you by our host, Angelo Lilac. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Before we get the show started, make sure you follow me at angelolilock.com. That's A-N-G-E-L-O-L-I-L-O-C.com. And if you sign up for our newsletter, you'll get our weekly updates straight to your mailbox. Any prizes, giveaways, coaching calls that I'm giving out to you guys will be all on there. So you can follow my personal brand, and I would love to interact with you guys more. I appreciate you guys. I'm looking forward to talking to you soon. Let's get to the show. Cause I'm gonna turn the world upside down. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the People's Coach Podcast. I'm Angelo. I'm your host. And let me tell you a little bit about our guest today. He is a UFC veteran. He is an entrepreneur. He's a TEDx speaker. And this guy is doing so many great things in the world. One of the reasons why I'm excited to have him on the show is the ability and the depth of the self-development he's done for himself and his ability to express that out into words. And I'm really excited for you guys to hear his story, hear the adversity, hear the triumph and success that he's onto today and he's passing on to his kids. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into this conversation with my brother, Elliot Marshall. We have two choices. We can either work hard and earn our spots in the world you mm -hmm. know as long as the opportunity is equal or we can move on to find something else that maybe we uh excel at you know but this mm. but yeah i don't i i'm definitely not a participation trophy every equal playing time kind of dude <laughs> yeah so I, I i'm curious how do you explain that to your kids like how do you explain to them like hey this is just this is not the level I want you to dumb down to type of thing. Oh, they don't like it. They don't like really? it at all. No, no. Like, so they like, uh, my wife signed them up for this to give them something to do possibly. And then I yeah. got talked into coaching on it as well. Oh. Now, I don't like to coach and shit like this either. Right. Like, <laughs> like when we're in a close game, I want the three best kids in the game the whole time. Right. Like, yeah, like yeah, those, yeah. those kids don't come out, you know, we'll, we're okay. We got to rotate everybody else. We got to rotate everyone else, but we're trying to win this motherfucker because you got to learn how to win. Winning is a skill. It's not, it's not something that you just come by. It's a learned thing. How do I win and learning not to win? And I mean, look, I mean, this league isn't terrible because like they said, they want all the kids to get equal playing time, which is, I, I understand it. that. I, I yeah, get yeah. it. I, my kids are just past that. Mm. Like they don't like, you know, you know what? Uh, my, we're just past that. They know they want to win. 
Like we're not trying to go uh, compete in baseball. They don't like fucking baseball. Yeah. Right. We just, we don't play. They like football. They like lacrosse. They like basketball. Mm. So this is what we do. So I'm curious, like what is, I mean, you obviously have a very successful background and in a moment I'm, I'm going to give you some yeah. time to introduce yourself. But I really love how, I think this is just naturally how our friendship yeah. has developed where it's like, we're yeah. just going to be like, let's just get right into it. And let's just talk let's about just the real talk. stuff. Yeah. And I, I love it, man. So how, like, do you think it's difficult for your kids to try to measure up to the sec to the success that you've had? I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. You know, now maybe not, I don't know, but maybe it will be, but look, my job is to make them more successful. Mm. Like that's my job. My, like I, 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 my job is to, to make more skillful humans than what I currently am. And how do you do that? So, what's that? You how, push what? them. You, 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 uh, you prepare them for the road. Okay. You prepare the child for the road is what you do. And the thing with preparing the child for the road is you have no clue what the road looks like. So how do you prepare the child? You, you make the child love themselves, first of all. And the way you have to do that at first is you have to love them completely, right? You have to love the child. Now, everyone thinks that love the child is like make their life easier. And it's a weird thing, in my opinion, like, mm -hmm. Um, if you are living in the South side of Chicago and I was mm. your dad, yeah, I need to make your life as easy as possible because your life by circumstance out, outside of our, outside of the child's control is hard enough. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I'm going to assume that's not your kid's life and I'm going to assume, and I know that that's not my kid's life. Right? right. So now my job is to make their life as difficult as possible that they can handle like a little bit more than what they like, a little bit uncomfortable because we don't have to worry about safety, security, food, shelter, clothing, all of these things, right? Can I walk to the store? I mean, do your kids worry about this? She, you, she'll, be here, she'll, she'll be here. She'll be here in a first month. One. Yeah, she'll be in here in a month. month. <laughs> and, and in 10 years, like I have an 11 and a seven-year-old, mm -hmm. right? Man, my kids go to school by themselves. They walk home by themselves. Like, I'm, like there's no... I mean, there's the concern that every parent has that your kid gets kidnapped and all that stuff, right? Of course. But this idea that we need to be preparing the road for our children. And I stole all of this from this book called The Coddling of the American Mind, <clears throat> right? We, we, uh, it's, it's just the wrong idea and we're just doing too much of it right now. You know, we are trying to prepare the, 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 the road for the human. And that's just not the way it is. It is not the way. Like you have to prepare the human for the road. Like the idea, and I'm all I'm all, all amped on it because I had to sit through this last. I don't know when was it Thursday or Friday or something. Like a <laughs> sense, like my company has to do sensitivity trainings. I get right? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we and we 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 were interviewing who was you know going to do it, and mm -hmm. they just start talking this bullshit, Angela. Oh. They just start microaggressions you know oh, and i was like look no man i want to be microaggressed all day long mm. all day long please microaggress against me you know and this video that they showed right was this video about mosquito bites you know oh, like a hell? microaggression is a mosquito <laughs> bite you know and i'm just like oh okay i, mean, I agree it's a mosquito bite yes nothing. yeah absolutely nothing right like and then like, but a million mosquito bites and da 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 da. 
And then finally they do this thing where the end of this video, the end of this video goes, it's a, it's a cop pulling over a black guy for the purpose of only being black. And they said oh. that that was a microaggression. I was like, no, stop. That's not a fucking microaggression. That's a full on aggression. Like that, that is not micro. Like if, a, if a cop pulls over a minority for the purpose of being a minority to, to check. Yeah. That's not, that's not micro macro is fuck. Right. Yeah. yeah macro yeah. is fuck, you know? And we're, we're just like, everything's, everything's offensive. And we, and to the point where like that example, we can't even, we can't even distinguish between something that's really offensive cops pulling over black guys and pulling them out of cars for, you know, fucking busted taillight possibly or whatever, you know? Right. Right. And, you know, and they, they linked it to me asking you, Angela, where you're from, because, um, you know, you're Asian of some sort, or your skin's a little darker and there's no way that you could be from here. No way Damn. you can be from where I am. And like, this is just a slippery slope and we're doing it with our kids and we're making our kids a bunch of fucking weak little fucking, I don't even know what, you know, that mm. don't know how to handle shit that happens to them in their life. You know, I, I love where we're going with this, man. And it's, it's funny how last time we spoke a few weeks ago, you actually mentioned in the beginning of this, you started off with teaching your kids to love themselves first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, what does that look like? Like, what does that conversation look like as you're teaching your kids to love themselves first? It looks like the types, first of all, the types of words that we use. Mm. Um, they're not bad and good. That wasn't bad and this wasn't good. Uh, skillful and unskillful. That way, when we do quote unquote good things, we can still just try to be what? More skillful. And when we do quote unquote bad things, we can still just try to be what more skillful. So it doesn't attach when we start, because when we start to talk about good and bad, we start to attach those feelings or those things to, and look, I love feelings. I love them. Like people hear me, like people are going to hear that rant in the beginning and be like, oh man, this is just one of those dudes that isn't <laughs> in touch with his feelings. No, I get in yeah. touch with my feelings from the moment excuse me, I spend 20 minutes immediately getting in touch with my feelings and how my kids feel is about, especially about themselves is so important. Like it's so important. So when they feel bad about themselves, they start, they, they're, they're just like we are where they're, they're for sure not skilled enough to mm -hmm. be like, okay, I feel bad. Therefore I am bad. And that's, mm. that's a, that's not the same link, right? That, that is, that is not the same thing. Like I did something bad. Therefore I am bad. Like, right. And you hear kids talk about this all the time. They associate yeah. the two. Right. So when we take those words out and be like, look, that was unskillful. You're not bad. Right. You're, you're not a bad human. So uh, that's where we start. I tell them that I love them all the time, probably too much for them. All right, dad, I got it. You know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, my I dad's really a UFC to, fighter, but he, he's always telling yeah. me he loves me and stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I try, to, I try to hug them. I try to play with them. Um, you show them love. Is, is you, you show them what love looks like. In my, in, and that's just where you start. You know, it, it, you know as you're, you're speaking, and I, I just sense this. You know, it, I think it's in the Bible. It says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. 
right? So I can tell like you've done, it's very, very clear. You've done a lot of inner work. You've done a lot of personal development. You have a high level of self-awareness. And it's like, I've been around a lot of high performers, but your energy, just the way you're showing up right now, you just know yourself inside and out. And there's a certain confidence that comes with that. You know what I mean? It's so interesting, right? Because um, thank you, first of all. Mm. Uh, I know exactly who I am. And I'm not ashamed of it. Like even my unskillful, even where I'm not the, even where I, like all these places where I know I still need so much work, I'm I'm just okay with it because because uh, I wake up every morning like I said, and I one of the mo- real important things is I go through the four agreements, and then after I go through the four agreements with myself, because I like to make those agreements. You know, do you have you heard the book? The four the agreements. Book? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just say them like impeccable with my word, take nothing personally, make no assumptions. And the fourth agreement is always do your best, but I don't like best. I like skillful. So I, I say always I like look that. for the most skillful action, you know, because mm. even if, even if I am the best at something, I still need to look at the most skillful action, right? Mm. I still need to be looking for that. So I say those. And then I say to myself, who am I? You know, and I, and I, and I say it out loud. I'm a father, right? I'm a father. I am a uh, teacher. I am a student, I am a leader, I am a fighter, and I am a survivor. And these six things make me enough. Now, when we go back to those six things individually, which one of those six things can uh, be false? When am I because not? Who, say, who, says, who says we actually are a leader or not? My students. I'll always be a teacher. So if I'm always their teacher, then I'm always their leader. There will never not be a day that I'm not their leader. They can't be false. It's okay. That's why I have them because it's called neutral. You there? Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you just, yeah, you just had me. I'm like, yeah. ooh, that was good. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's neutral. It's not positive. It's not negative. If I try to tell myself I am the best, I am the champion, uh, that can crumble, right? So when the ground gets really shaky and I don't feel like the best right now and I feel like uh, I feel like a loser or whatever it is, uh, you have to lie to yourself and sometimes it works, but all I try to subscribe to this idea of new, neutrality. I'm a father. I'm going to be those kids, dads until the universe ends. And well, after, right? Like when yeah, I yeah, die, yeah. when they die, I'll be, oh, that's who I am. Right. I'm a teacher. I will always be my student's teacher. You know, I will always be a student as well. And then until the day I die, I'll be a survivor. I'm curious, were you, were you always this deep of a thinker, even when you were still fighting? No, no. That's why I was a shitty fighter. Oh, no. I had that. I, I, I like broke, you know, in 2016, I broke, um, but I was fighting for all of the wrong reasons, homie. You know, I was fighting for love and acceptance. And I thought if I won fights, then I'd be loved and accepted because I wasn't loved and accepted as a young child by outsiders. Great family home, you know? but by people outside of my house, right? Uh, my dad's black and my mom is the uh, child of Holocaust survivors. So my grandparents, you know, and I spent a lot of time with, you know, with my dad, civil rights, you have to, you know, this is 1980 when I was born. So mm-hmm. he came of age during civil rights. And when he wasn't allowed to use the same water fountains and things like that, right? right. So that's his experience. And then, I mean, how long do you have to talk about the concentration camps? Right, so, right. and I spent a ton of time with them. So you were, we were never safe. 
right? One, we were never safe because Hitler was always coming again. Or you always had to watch out. Like, like literally, dude, literally. My, I live in fucking right by Boulder, Colorado, right? Like mm. this, the safest fucking town in America. <laughs> and I'm hanging up with my dad on the phone yesterday. And he's like, Hey, do me a favor. Be careful. Mm. This is what he's, this is how he hangs up with me still wow. 40 years later. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, because yeah. he, it's not safe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. It's That's like his, his mindset. His, or like his mindset is it's not his reality. My grandparents minds. Yeah. It was, it's it, my grandparents. It's not safe. And then it actually came true. Right. When we moved to the town that I grew up in, uh, they would vandalize our house. They would swastikas and niggers go home and, and all kinds of stuff, you know, like, yeah. and this is this. So then it happened. Then I wasn't accepted and I wasn't safe, you know, no, you know, I, I had two friends, <laughs> so like this, mm. and neither one of them went to my school. Uh, I had martial arts and I had always done martial arts. And then when I got, uh, so like, it's kind of a very interesting story, right? When I first learned a little bit of jujitsu, yeah. uh, it's my the summer in between my junior and senior year of high school. And I also lost some baby fat, right? Like I was kind of a late bloomer. <laughs> You know, got you, got so, you. When, when, you know, so I come back to school, uh, you know, oh, I know this stuff, you know, and the wrestlers are like, oh yeah. And we had like, I came from a, a big wrestling high school. So I get on the mat with them and I choke them out. Hell and yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> I got a couple friends and it starts to like, to me, I'm like, oh shit, if I beat people up, I'll be, you know, and I wasn't like going to go fight in school. Right. Like that was, yeah. I was like, oh, if I, I know what I'll do. I'll fight in the UFC. No one even knows what the UFC is. That's, I'll say that's what I'll do, you know? And then people like started to accept me. So then I relate being accepted as a human just to have Angelo like me with being good at fighting. Well, when you make it to the big time, right? And there's 2 million people watching you. It's a mm. lot of pressure. It's not just about winning a fight anymore. It's about will, mm. will the people love you? Acceptance. Yeah. And we all saw, you know, I lost. I lost partially because I couldn't like be in a moment. I couldn't just let it go and be like, okay, here I go. Go perform. Let yourself shine. Because the place where you shine the brightest is also the place where you can be killed the greatest. That's the same moment, mm-hmm. right? Like, how do you explain it? If you fight to not lose, right? Right, right. You can't, you can't win. You can like kind of win but you can't win, right? You can't like, boom, like, like all of your skills because to let all of your skills shine, you have to face death, right? You have to face the destruction because there's risk involved. So if you, if you fight with as little risk as pop possible, you're not really shining either. So there it was, you know, and I didn't shine. Mm. So how long before you started to really do this inner work that, you're getting to where you are now. 2016 is when I started because I broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I broke. I had a mental breakdown slash spiritual awakening. I wasn't like committed or anything like that, you know? Um, mm-hmm. It was nine hard months, nine months to a year. Very difficult, a very difficult time. You know, not sleeping, um, days not sleeping. Uh, yeah. Panicking, panicking, panicking. Like I'd, I'd panic attack all night long on meds like on xanax and sleeping pills and i could stay awake man 
just up. That's how intense the anxiety was. If you don't mind me asking, what what exactly were you like panicked about or what was that fear? So the panic became about not sleeping, but it was, it was, that was, that was just like the, the surface layer shit. Yeah. 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 Oh God, I'm not going to sleep. If I go sleep, if I don't sleep, I'm going to go crazy. My wife will put up with it for a little bit. After a while, she'll fucking leave. When she leaves, she'll take the kids. We'll get a divorce. She'll tell a judge I'm fucking nuts. Look, I have it written. Where's my fucking, in my journal. I, I used to have to just write this story out over and over so I wouldn't be so scared of it. Wow. Okay. You know, uh, a lot of just different to get points. it out of my mind. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many places I, I want to take this, man. And first of all, I want to uh, say thank you for sharing and being vulnerable because I know like this dark shit is not easy to revisit or talk about, but I really do feel like there's a power in, in having experienced it. Look, this is the power. Uh, you saw Eight Mile, the movie, right? Yes. So in the movie, Eminem has this like, you know, all this bad shit keeps happening. He chokes rapping. He vomits on himself. Uh, The dude banged his girl. His buddy from his buddy from (laughs) high school is banging his mom. Right. Like all this stuff that is like, dude, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then in his final rap battle with Papa Doc, Mm. right. Eminem goes first Mm. and he, he makes fun of himself. He goes, what, you know, he makes fun of himself. He says, you're going to say this, 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 and this, but he raps about it. And then he goes, what else do you got to say, homie? And he hands him the mic and Papa Doc's frozen. Papa Doc chokes because Eminem just took all of his weaknesses, all of his bad shit, all the stuff that everyone's been making fun of him for, for the last six months to a year, his whole life. And he goes, here it is. I don't even care. I don't even care. So that's what I do. I, I take the power back from it. Mm. Like the sleeping thing, right? I'm yeah. still scared to sleep. I'm still scared. I still have this little fear every night that I'm not going to sleep. So I make a plan. My plan is to stay awake. Have you ever tried to stay awake? Mm. How's that go for you? It doesn't. You're fucking out. Now stay awake. Fuck, stay awake. Yeah. Right? So I'll tell you everywhere where I'm weak, everywhere where I'm quote unquote bad. What do you want to know? All of my weaknesses, here they are. I'll lay them right out from you. I'm scared that people won't accept me. I'm scared that I'm an imposter syndrome. Why the fuck would anybody listen to Ellie? What, 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 are you kidding me? What, I'm, you know what? I'm a failed UFC fighter. Oh, yay. You know? So go ahead. I'll tell you all of my weaknesses. Uh, I body shame myself right? I think I'm fat often because I was fat as a kid and not accepted. So now you, you, but I take all the power away from it. So if you try to use it against me, not you in particular, right? If anybody, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't fucking do it because I already know. I love how simple you just put it. It's almost like here, stupid ass. Like, here's the answer. This is what you got to do. Like, take its power away. Why do you think yeah. people are still having trouble with this stuff? Because it's like, it's because it, they don't know who they are. Because if you don't know who you are, then all these things can fuck with you. I, I know exactly who I am. So there's no outside event that can ever fuck with me. Now, look, obviously, like my kids dying, my parents dying, this, right? These are major catastrophes. Totally. This week, right. But like, you know, like what I do. When I'm unskillful, it doesn't fuck with me because I know who I am. 
it just lets me every all it just allows me to take all these outside things like like dude i've been sitting up in this office where we're recording this podcast for like two years trying to make this personal brand thing work it's not go i i suck i'm not skillful but it doesn't like touch me right mm -hmm. like i'm like i right, learned that today grind Oh, okay. That was skillful. Keep doing that. That was unskillful. Don't, right? It, and even the skillful, right? Even when I do something well, it doesn't, uh, let's say become the next Gary V. Mm -hmm. Right? Let's, let's just say it. Does it change any of my I ams? Not a single one, right? Let's say I fall flat on my face. With, with this personal brand thing, and I waste hundreds of thousand dollars. Does it change my I ams? No. Nope. So now I just get to go try without it being so personal. Because agreement number two is don't take shit personal. Because it's not. That, I believe, is the real definition of freedom. Where you can just be you know, I call it unapologetically you mm -hmm. like without care of what other people are thinking or what other people are expecting you to be. I, I think that's like where you have, when you realize that and you can step into that version of yourself is when you feel the most free to, and you look at the world that like, I can create whatever the fuck I want to create. It just don't fuck with me. It yeah. really doesn't. <laughs> It just doesn't yeah. fuck with me. I, I like, I, I, yeah, it's like a cheat code. Yeah. Right. It's a cheat code to the game. Like it just literally doesn't fuck with me because mm. it doesn't touch who I am. There's only two things that I have to do. And they're the two posters behind me. I have Dude. to love myself, mm. you know, like I mm. have to love myself. Right. Cause that's Martin Luther King. Darkness don't drive out darkness. Only only light can do that, and hate can't drive out hate. Only love can do that. So I can love myself. That's and that's really hard, right? I have to work really hard on this, you yes. know. But yes. you know, uh, and then so I mean, and I want everyone to understand all the shit that I'm saying right now. I work so fucking much at this, right? Like yeah. I'm constantly working, you know. But then the second thing you have to do, it's the man in the arena. It's the same quote that you have behind you. You just yes, it's sir. Teddy Roosevelt, man. The critic don't count. The critic just doesn't count. The critic sits on the fucking sidelines. The, the critic is, you know, the the Don Lemons and the and the Chris mm. Kumos and the and the mm. and the Tucker Carlsons and the Sean Hannity's of the world. Yep. Yep. Right? Those people, man, you gotta get out of that game, man. They're just critics. Right? It's everyone sitting on the sidelines, not fucking just like uh you suck or you should have done this. Uh, okay. All right. Maybe I should have, but I didn't. So I'll try better the next time. You have to walk into the fucking arena. But none of those dudes are actually walking into the arena. N none of them, right? They're just pointing out where the strong, where 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 people fail. You know, strong man stumbles, brother. Yep. So strong I, man I, I love this, and this is actually, I, I think, one of the reasons why we're becoming like so good friends is because we're, right when we yeah. saw, right when you saw, is that? Is that the man in the arena in your background? I was like, hell yeah. yeah. And I saw it right in your right behind you as well. Yeah. So if you could do me this huge favor, could you read it for the people and just who have never heard this quote? Or I would just love to for you to read this. 
It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is it, who, <clears throat> who is actually in the arena, whose face, and I love this fucking part, yeah, whose oh, face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again, who spends himself in a worthy cause, and that's a very important piece because it's got to be a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at worst, and this, oh, this is where it gets you, if he fails, mm. at least he fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. It gives me chills every time I fucking read it. Say, you know? dude, same. My arms right now, I'm like, damn, yeah. every time. And 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 if, if this is your first time hearing it for everyone listening or watching, I'm sure that you had this little like, highlight reel of your life of all the doubters of all the naysayers and 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 just like what elliot's been saying this whole time there will always be critics but that doesn't matter because you have to be the man in the arena you have to step in there just take just take one foot just take one foot and put it in front of the other and if you can't do that if you're in such a bad place that you can't do that just take a breath just take one breath and realize that you did that. You took a breath. And that the one thing that none of us, not a single fucking one of us, no matter how close you came to failing, you have never failed at getting it through, getting through your worst day. You've never failed at that. You are 100% successful at this. So mm, if you can't find anything to say that you're successful at, now you can. Now you can. Mm. And what you do with it is you walk into the arena of somebody else's life. Go do something to help somebody else. Right? And this is the worthy cause piece. Yes. You are not a worthy cause. Only bettering your life is not worthy. That is not a worthy cause. You've done nothing. If you can only say you've only helped yourself, it's not worthy. You have to do something for somebody else. Right. Yes. So go do something for somebody else. And now you've been successful at two things. You, you make it through your worst days and you've helped somebody else and now go help another person. And now you're at three and now you're starting to get some success. You're starting to get some momentum, right? Stop mm -hmm. taking it so personally and don't make it about you. Mm. You know, lot. When we last time we spoke, you said something that mm -hmm. I literally wrote down on my paper because I'm like, it's fucking good. I don't remember it. I it's all good, brother. I got you. I got you. I'm like, this is very good. You said you must enter the arena or else you can't live. Whew, yeah. You're not living. You're like, shit, I said that. <laughs> no, it's just it's what yeah. It's one of our biggest problems, especially with men right now. You have a bunch of fucking dudes that won't enter the arena. You have a bunch of fucking dudes that want to say that they're lions in the world. I'm a fucking lion. Really? You know, really? You're a fucking lion. I'm not saying I am. I don't, I don't know if I am or not. It's not for me to say, you know, but this is what I know, right? This is what I know. If you're not doing hard shit, if you're not helping other people, if you are not um, failing over and over and over again, you ain't no fucking lion, son. It's not possible. 
It's not possible because you can't you because you can handle failure. There's always going to be a bigger, badder, tougher, stronger dude, right? It's not just about can you shoot your gun? You know, good for you. You can shoot a fucking gun. Huh? I'll go buy a bigger one. And that's always the possibility. Yeah. Right? Can you handle the shit end of it? Can you handle the shit end of it? It's really funny how this conversation has evolved into what it is now because I, I feel like it really wraps things up from the beginning. We were talking about your kids. Our kids. Yeah. I want to make them lions, bro. I want to make them lions. That's the goal. Make them lions. Make them, make them anti-fragile. And everyone thinks anti-fragile uh, is the... Everyone, there's three stages to anti-fragility. There's fragile... You know, and obviously there's anti-fragile, but there's a stage in the middle. It's called robust and robust is not anti-fragile. Robust is fat and happy, right? But you can always get not fat and happy. For example, COVID, my business, East, like the martial arts schools, right? We were good. We were golden. Everything was great. COVID hits. Oh, fuck. Now we made it. We're good. But what if COVID would have lasted five years? Mm. Then I'm not good, Right. Then I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not anti-fragile. Anti-fragile is the idea that no matter what happens, you succeed. You keep going up. So it's like in a financial sense, anti-fragility is I have a martial arts school. Okay. I have an online business for my martial arts school. Uh, right. Uh, I have, I would have this going in, in a financial sense. Right. Right. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm invested in real estate, right? So that when one when one gets hit a little bit, the other one just goes bloop. Yep, doesn't matter, right? I would have had, you know, I would be Jeff Bezos, stock in Amazon, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, boy, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> dude, but how fucking up is it? The two richest dudes in the world right now, Bill Gates and Bezos, are getting divorces. <laughs> I know. You know, it's kind of. I was thinking about the same thing. I'm like, there's got to be a pattern there. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah, there's man. something, bro. There's definitely something. I'm like, that sucks, but and and it's funny, man. Like, you. Well, I want. I don't want to say funny, but it, it's. When you think about it, when people reach certain levels of success, like you, for example, you you got to the UFC, like they automatically there's this persona built around you. I'm a lion. I'm a fighter. I'm confident. And you just in all your your vulnerability right now just got real as fuck. And you're just like, yeah, I'm not. I'm actually opposite. I was opposite of a lot of these things. And it's the same thing with, with, uh, with Bezos and all that. Like, oh, yeah, they're successful. I'm sure they have happy marriages. I'm sure they got great lives. But deep inside, you understand, like, it's not always the case. I don't know. Maybe they are happy. Maybe, maybe they are. I have maybe. no clue. But it's not because of their money. Now, look, yes. you, it's, it's a, it's, you need a certain amount to be okay, right? Right. Like if, you know, you can't, but not even the amount that I have. And I don't have that much. You don't need this much money to be okay. Right. Yeah. But you need money to, to eat and to live and to do for sure and to do things. Right. But like after that, if everyone thinks that, oh, when I have this, I'll be happy. And that's just not fucking true. Yes. You know, it's just not true because you'll buy more shit. You'll, you know, uh, it's the Emerson quote, right? Uh, Men leave lives of quiet desperation, you know? And the yeah, reason yeah. we do it is because we because we we buy shit that we can't afford and we get mm-hmm. behind it, right? You buy shit that you can't afford, 
right? And then you have bills, you have a house bill and you have a this bill, you know, and you have all these bills and sure you make a lot of fucking money to pay for all your expensive shit, but you're behind the fucking eight ball all the goddamn time. You have no freedom. Like you were saying earlier, you know, you have to have freedom. And the first place that you have to have freedom is within yourself, but you can't have it. If you don't know who you are, I'll keep coming back to it. You can't have freedom if you don't know who you are. Because look, I'm about to buy, I have to buy a new car soon. Yeah. Right. Like I've had my car for eight, for five, six years now. I'm going to buy another car. It's going to be a nice car. I like mm -hmm. nice cars. I drive a lot. Right. Yeah. It's not going to make me better. I just like to drive a nice car and be comfortable. You know, it's just what it is. But, and that's like, it. Uh, that, that, no, go ahead. But some, I was, I was, yeah, that's good. Some people are like watch geeks. Yeah. Right. If you're a watch geek, well, then good for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Buy a nice watch. Go have at it. Right. But again, if the, you, you have to look at the why of it, you know, like, why are you buying the watch? Why am I going to buy the nice car? Uh, is, it, is it because I think that Angelo, if he sees my nice car, will like, like me? Uh, that's a possibility. But Angelo doesn't really like me. Mm. Right. Angelo likes what I have. So therefore mm. I need to keep Angelo at a fucking distance. Right. Angelo's got to stay over here. Mm. Right. Now, if Angelo wants to jump through the trenches with me so that we can buy everyone a nice car, you know, like, man, I'll, I'll be super honest with you. One of the most happy things that I that that happened over the last year is none of my employees that are back that that worked full time. Yeah. over the last year of COVID made less money in 2020 than they did in 2021. I mean, sorry, they, in 2020 than they did in 2019. Now that oh, was with shit. some assistance from the government, right? Like with the, right. with like, but we had to work that out to make sure that they got on the unemployment, right. And everything was worked right. And because there was a work share program and we were still responsible for paying, you know? Mm. Um, and we bonused everyone. We bonused everyone last month. We paid out a hundred thousand dollars in bonuses. Oh, because, and, 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 cause that was, that was cool, man. Cause that made everybody whole. So, but, but it happened before I got paid, they got paid. I got paid leaders eat last. Yes. You know, leaders eat fucking last man. No, I got to ask. I love that. You know, this, we're, we're kind of diving into this entrepreneurial side of you. Mm -hmm. So how, when COVID hit and mm -hmm. you're running a, a, a martial In arts person, studio, non-social distance business <laughs> right right how, how do you how do you rally the troops around like hey hey, it's cool we're we're gonna be fine we're gonna make it out of this walk us through a little bit of like what you told your team and what you what you did to step up as a leader first i drank <laughs> yes hell yeah for I'm look i'm gonna be honest for a weekend yeah. Like, because it was Friday the 13th that COVID hit for us. Oh, right? shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know? Okay. So, first, I had a couple of drinks and was like, oh my God. <laughs> right? First like, things what first, y'all. <laughs> but look, I, that's, that's just me being honest because 100. You, you don't know how to handle every situation. Mm. And sometimes you just got to crack. Sometimes you just got to crack. 
right? So I sat in my house for a weekend and I fucking sulked and I panicked and I was like, what the fuck are we going to do? And then on Monday morning, I was like, we're going to put shit online. We're going to run Zoom classes, right? I'm going to film videos and instructionals so that everybody who wants jujitsu from our community can still get jujitsu. You know, we're going to get the Muay Thai instructors doing the same fucking thing so that at least, you know, if you want a bag, you know, we rented out the bags, you know, we, we made it so that we did our best. You just, you just fucking, I don't know, man, you fucking grind. You pivot, right? There's no right? time to complain. You pivot. There's no time to, oh, the government's fucking fucking me. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. But I don't got time to worry about that right now. Oh, it's Trump's fault. Oh, it's Hillary's fault. Oh, it's Biden's fault. You know what? Oh, well, let's work. Mm. There's always something you can do. Mm. There's always something you can do. So here's a lesson. As an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur, right? Because I know you have a bunch of entrepreneurs reading this or listening to this. Sorry. You better have some fucking runway money. Hmm. When, when you start to make it, and this is something that we, that we you know, I just said, I'm, I'm going to buy a nice car, right? Because I like nice cars. Mm. Don't be kidding yourself. If all I had was 50 grand, I wouldn't be buying a nice car. Mm-hmm. I got money that you have to, as, as an entrepreneur, because it's going to go bad. COVID can come again. You better have some money that's like not even your money. It just fucking sits there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sits there collects a small interest so that you if you need it you get you boom okay thank you save the business okay uh uh, it's a bad year okay this okay that you know and too often Mm -hmm. we get wrapped up with keeping up with the joneses Mm. right Mm -hmm. look at my nice car look at my sweet watch look at my big house right how long can you pay for all those things and this is just for this is no, it's not just for entrepreneurs. How long can you pay for your lifestyle if you lost your income? Mm. How long can you pay for it? If it's not for a couple of years, then you need to reduce your lifestyle. Mm. Stop what do you think is the number on fucking Instagram? What's your first tip to get that lifestyle in check? Get your lifestyle in check? Yeah, what's Don't your first tip for it? Don't buy a thing until you know how much you spend every month. And then once you know how much you spend every month, get six months worth of bills. Start with six months. Get six months worth of bills and act like it ain't there. And if, look, for each one of my schools has a bank account, right? There's a number that the bank account doesn't go. So even when we're making money, right, as a distribution, paying out the owners, you, you know, you can't take it until there's... Like 50 grand ain't 50 grand. 50 grand to me is zero. Mm. That's, that's the zero mark. I love that. You Set know? the standards. That's Set the, the standard, yeah. Do that in our personal lives too. Like, oh shit, I got five grand. If you don't work, what happens? If you get hurt, what happens? Dude, that's, that's such a great example, bro. Because I learned this, that multiple times in my life. Yeah. This thing, right? People that are broke are buying these fucking things, mm. these iPhones. You, you just don't get to have one yet. You know, if you don't, I don't say, but some, but we got wrapped up and keeping up with the Joneses. Now, look, I got, I was enough in my life to be able to get there before this trap happened. 
right? To before this trap of like, oh, look, you can miss the thousand phone and just pay it off every month. Mm-hmm. You know, when, like I, I, I have become successful already. So I, I'm lucky, right? That, 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 uh, angled in front of me. And I want to say that there ain't nobody, nobody in the whole fucking world that's luckier than me. Nobody. This isn't just hard work. The, the number one factor here was luck. Hmm. Like, what the fuck, Ellie? You're saying all this, you know? Luck. Yeah, I was yeah. to two parents who loved me. I was born to two parents who loved me and showed me what hard work looked like. I, I, was, I got into a business that boomed right as I was getting in. I don't have anything to fucking do with that. Nothing. Not a fucking single thing. It was just what I loved. It was what I loved and it boomed. I've been doing I've been doing karate since I was six years old, bro. And my grandfather used to tell me I was nuts when I told him I was gonna have a karate school. He was like, How are you going to make a living? <laughs> right? Yeah. How are oh. you going to make a living? And now I have 150 employees. You know? Mm. Because because it boomed. It boomed. Yeah. What I love boomed. I didn't control that. I have been lucky enough, lucky enough to work really, really fucking hard. Mm. I never got knock on wood. I didn't, I didn't get like cancer when I was a kid or young. Right? I wasn't born in Afghanistan or Africa to fucking AIDS ridden parents with malaria too. So everyone likes to be like, oh, Look at me. Look how hard I work. You know, and I was just saying all these. You asked what steps I take. I was like, save yeah. six months for the bills and blah blah blah. You know, still lucky enough to be able to do that. Hmm. So don't you know? But these are steps. If you if you realize you're fucking lucky, if you realize that you're lucky too, these are the steps you have to take. Oh, dude, man, this is. So good because like, like my brain is on fire right now. There's so many things I'm like, oh, dude, that's good, that's good, that's really good, dude. I want to respect your time real quick. So let's do. I want to talk a little bit about your speaking, which obviously you were on TEDx, which is great, mm-hmm. and you're also got a, you got your podcast going. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about speaking in in the, your podcast platform, bro. I never spoke before in my life. <laughs> Ted, Ted was the first time I ever spoke. I no never shit. did a public speech before. Yeah. This dude, this dude that run, that ran a TEDx was a fan, you know, and he hit me up and he hit me up. We've met a couple of times, you know, he's got, we have some mutual friends. He's like, you want to do this? And I was like, yeah, let's go. Oh shit. First time I ever spoke in my life and I loved it. I want to do more of it, you know, but then COVID happened. Right. Uh, so I'm trying That's to figure awesome. that part out but I'm unskillfully working through how to, how to figure out how to get on, get more speeches, you know, um, or get more gigs. Uh, my podcast, dude, I'm so bad at it. I mean, I'm, I, I don't, I think I'm decent at podcasting, but it, like growing the podcast, <laughs> fuck my life, bro. 
fuck my life, you know? <laughs> but, you know, you're having everyone's so much fun it. with it. Right. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's cool. I love, like, you and I, if we didn't have podcasts, who, knew, who knows if you and I would be talking? Right? True. Yeah. Who knows? 100%. Who knows? And who knows what relationships I would make? And who knows, you know? So for that aspect, it's worth it alone. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I'm super, again, I'm super lucky. Okay. I have these other biz. I have this other business where I, where I, I make a living. So I don't have to worry about this piece. My wife works, you know? So, uh, I don't, I, I'm not, it's not like, oh shit. Okay. Should I do a podcast or should I go teach this private lesson? Because I need this private lesson. You know, I don't know. Right. I don't need to teach private. Actually, I teach private lessons all the time. I just don't charge. <laughs> that's, that's one of my rules. That's another one of my rules. I don't attach my dollar to my hour. I like that. I like that. When you attach it, you'll get stuck working all day. Like lawyers, right? They're like, they charge yeah. four or $500 an hour. They work fucking crazy hours. Why? Because their dollars attached to their hour. Right? You have to make it so that you don't work for your money. Your money works for you. Oh, oh, oh. all right. Again, we luck. are. Luck. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think people are starting to get that now. Cause when you first said luck, I think people's like, okay, it's like, it's like this mystical thing that maybe might happen for you. But now, you know, people are starting to correlate. Like you actually start to create these opportunities, yeah. right? You just keep, and then once you start getting lucky, you keep getting lucky. Mm-hmm. And then you just got to try to make other people lucky. Because when I try to make other people lucky, now they try to make me lucky too. Mm. Right? Like if you had a great opportunity, you and I are friends now, right? If you had a great opportunity, but it didn't fit in your gig, you'd be like, oh, you know who? Elliot. Elliot. That'd be fucking great for Elliot. Right? Or, if it, or vice versa. You know? You're like, oh, I'd be a fucking Angelo. You know? Like it is what it is because yeah. we know it's, we, we, if you realize that because it's not a, it's not a finite thing, mm. right? Success. It's not only it, there's, there's enough for all of us yeah. and, and, and too many that. people act as though it's like, Oh, I got to keep this for me, yeah. you know, because if, if I, because, because there's not enough, it's, it's a resource that could run out. And I just, I, no, it's not a resource that can run out. It, it, it's, there's, a, there's plenty to go around. There's abundance. And it's so true. Mm-hmm. Like what last time we were on a call, I was like, hey, do you know my boy? Blah, blah, blah. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Elliot talks about this stuff. I got to hook you up with him. And mm-hmm. real talk, I wasn't expecting anything in return. It's just like, I know Elliot. He's a good dude. My other guy's a great dude. You guys should connect. And it just keeps on giving. It. And it's like, that's... Yeah. It, it's crazy. Like when we put it, when we say it like this and we make it that simple, there's going to be people listening and watching like, no, that, that can't be it. Because those people that are saying that can't be it are the people that don't believe in abundance. Those are the people that are scarcity. Like, no, no, no. I got to keep it all. I got to hoard it all. Cause it's all got to be mine. And I feel bad because they're just scared. Right. The the day, it's, yeah. it's not, my grandparents were like this because of the Holocaust. You know, they, they were scarcity. They lived with a scarcity mindset and I feel awful. I feel like, you know, like, like that, that that's their experience and that sucks. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. really sucks. Yeah. You know, 
How do you get out of that trap? How do you get out of that trap is the question. And I think that is something that you and I got to get back on and, and, and uncover some of these. How do you get out of this? How, I mean, if oh, you're in it, how do you get out of it? Love yourself, walk into the arena, done. Find an arena to walk into. Love yourself and then find one to walk into. And then put no judgment on yourself, you know? Mm. Because that's the love yourself first. If you don't know who you are, you can't love yourself. It's really, really hard to love yourself if you don't know who you are. So part of loving yourself is figuring out who you are. When you say, I am Angelo, when you say, I am Dave, or whatever the fuck it is, whatever your name is, when you, when you say those things, I am, boom, what does that mean? What does it mean to be you? And they can't all be true at the same time because the fighter and the father rarely show up at the same time. Mm. Like the warrior side of me, he's rarely here. Doesn't need to be. For sure doesn't need to be with those two boys down the hall. I'm, I'm really happy that you mentioned that because that's personally something that I had a really hard time separating, especially when I came home when I was a police officer. Like it was 16 hours on. I'm a warrior. I got to protect myself. I got to protect my community, make sure I come back to my wife. And then it's like, you just don't come home and turn that switch off. And for a long time, it, yeah, for a long time, I battled with who am I supposed to be again right now? Like, how am I supposed to show up right now? And it was like this conf- this inner conflict that drove me to drinking. It drove me to pain meds. It drove me to like this really dark place in my, because it was like, I didn't want to find out who I was because I was afraid of finding who that person is. Because I don't think I knew. Yeah. But we're finding out, right? Every day. We're finding out if you don't know it, you know? And that's, it's just every day. It's not, and it, like it, this journey doesn't end. Everyone's like, oh, Elliot knows who he is. Yeah, I find out a little more every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I find and out like a I, little more every day. Because life evolves life changes right so like there, there was this point where i was a police officer and then you know my mind was a warrior and then i became an entrepreneur now in a few weeks i'm getting ready to become a father and now i'm like diving deeper into like what the fuck does that look like for me you know and a lot hard. And- dad 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 life in the beginning is hard because you have to show up but the baby doesn't want you the baby wants the mom so it's very easy for dads to check out in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you don't have a connection. This is what happens in my, in my perspective. You don't have a connection with the kid because it's hard, you know? Get up and change the diapers in the middle of the night. Get up and feed it, you know? Feed that baby in the middle of the night, even when you don't have to. Sit up with your wife while she's doing it. If you're, if you're not doing a bottle, do it. Do it. You make a connection with the child. The child will feel it. Child will feel it for the rest of their life. Your wife won't have to be like, oh, I have to be home in an hour because my husband can only handle an hour. That's fucking bullshit. You hear so many dads say that I'm watching my kids. I'm babysitting my kids, man. Get the fuck out of here. Never babysat or watched my kids once in their goddamn lives. 
I take care of my kids. I raise my kids. I'm with my kids, watching my kids fuck off. You hire babysitters, right? You pay them. You, and you hear it all the time, uh, you know, yeah, watching so them. Good. So when the wife, when your wife comes home, you don't have to. And you wonder why your wife's mad at you, huh? <laughs> mm. I love the intention you said behind it. I'm not, I'm not just watching them. I'm raising them. Yeah. That's, that's intention. I love that. That's really good. I'm really, oh yeah, that's, I love that. I love that. Brother, first of all, I want to say thank you for being on the show. This is Thank so, you. this was, yeah, this is shit that like afterwards people got to like chill for a little bit and just like let this soak in. This, this shit I'm was intense good, sometimes. I'm intense. No, I love it. I love it, man. And as I get to know you and as we grow our friendship, I, I love seeing these different sides and facets of you because I, I, I admire you, you know, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll admit that I watched you on the ultimate fighter growing up and I've told you this and now yeah. I feel it, it's such an honor to be able to sit here and call you a friend and get to learn from you. You know, I, I, I don't take that lightly at all. That, I'm just a dude that shits and is going to die, you know, like, just like the rest of us. There ain't nothing special about me. I have my unique qualities, just like everyone else has their unique qualities. I've been lucky enough mm. to struggle just enough so that it was just hard enough that I could make it through. That I learned the benefits of struggle, right? And a lot of times, if it's ten percent harder, you're like, "Fuck, can I?" You know, you don't know if you would have, right? Mm -hmm. If I struggled ten percent more, what would that have done to my to my brain? What would that have, you know? But mine was just enough that it was amazing, that it turned to be amazing. Mm. No one's luckier than me. I told you this, brother. Where where can people? Continue to connect with you. Continue to learn from you. Your podcast. How can they? How can they connect with you? So my podcast and my book are called The Gospel of Fire. Um, my podcast is everywhere where you listen to podcasts. The book is Amazon Audible. Uh, all of that you can get an e copy of my book off my Instagram. So the best way to communicate with me online is on my Instagram, Fire Marshall Two O Five. Awesome. I'm gonna make sure I add that into the show notes so people can connect with you. Thanks, man. So, I appreciate it. Thank you for being on the show, brother. I appreciate you. I'm excited to get an, our next one going because I, I, I'm excited to Hell see yeah. the next Elliot that shows up. We'll see. It'll be, it'll be somebody <laughs> different because you're never the same. Exactly. I appreciate it, Angela. Thank you, brother. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I hope that you enjoyed the show. Make sure you follow me at AngeloLilock.com. That's A-N-G-E-L-O. L-I-L-O-C. You'll receive our weekly newsletters, any updates, any events, giveaways, all that kind of stuff every week straight to your inbox. All right. We want to make sure that it's easy and convenient for you. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you.